0: Hey, I'm Emma, and I'm Najinsky, or whatever her name
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) Najinsky, I'm Shannon, and I'm the idiot stick figure with no soul. I'm sorry
0: I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I
1: revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore.
0: I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you $100 if you say something bitchy about someone we know.
1: know
0: I have to say, I think it was such a, like, specific quote. It was just like Carrie was <laughs> classically frustrated with Natasha. Yeah. I think it was when we were first introduced to Natasha, and she's like, uh, Nijinsky. And it just, I don't know why, but when rewatching it, it made me like, lol. Mm. Like, it's so wrong.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like very deliberately wrong when yeah. she says it. Like, girl, you know. Yeah. And
0: I feel like if you're going to like deliberately get a name wrong, you do it to their face. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no point in deliberately
1: getting a name wrong to your friend. Yes. But, or. The person dating, the person that you were deliberately misnaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so today's episode,
0: we're <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants like Aladdin. <laughs> um, a little bit because we are talking about exes and we have spoken about breakups before. But I think exes are different. Like a breakup yeah. is like an event and an ex is, of course, a person. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like heard myself say that out loud, and I was like, "That sounded so dumb."
1: One but- is an event, and one is a noun. <laughs> They're two very different things. Oh my gosh!
0: I just felt very like deep girl moment.
1: <laughs>
0: but hey, that's okay.
1: I think that's, I think that's like right though, because like a breakup is so. Like you're processing like grief, you're processing emotions, you're processing like, you know, like you said, you are processing an event, like a change in the pattern of your life. And then an ex is like a person that is distilled with like maybe all of those feelings that you had after a breakup or maybe somebody that you're like, you're a person, you're a human and I can like get along with you just fine. Yeah.
0: And like the relationship or, you know, when you go through a breakup, it is usually, I would say, pretty like sad and traumatic. And it's like the I mean, I don't even know what the stages of grief are, but it, you know what I mean? Like it, it shifts so much, like your ex becomes so much different mm-hmm. than your breakup, so much different than the person you were with them. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just it's weird. It's fascinating. <laughs> I personally found anger to be healing (laughs) I felt like I was a phoenix (laughs) my anger was the ashes
0: well I have to ask about that how did the anger help did you have an angry
1: encounter with an ex or I didn't I I broke up with um an ex like a couple of times and the second time around it was it definitely was like a full it was a full roller coaster of emotions and I finally landed at anger and that was like the feeling that made me feel really powerful and it also made me feel like to an extent equipped to move forward and like Mm. okay so the last that that anger really motivated me for like a long time and honestly still kind of does to an extent um I mean I guess I don't feel every day anger. of my life
0: anger <laughs> I'm motivated by anger
1: <laughs> anger is very motivating you know what sometimes like if I go for a run or something and I feel angry mm. I feel faster yes. like I'm running like it's it's fuel it's oh uh, it like get I don't know it's that adrenaline yeah like anger can I don't know it, it can feel really like motivating in a lot of ways um And I'll just say I don't, I don't really feel anger anymore, but I feel like that lasting like powerful impact. But after, I don't know, like a year, a couple of years, probably, no, a few years. I can't remember time. Anyway, a few years after we broke up for the last time. By this point, I'm like dating somebody new. I feel like a lot more established in my job. I like totally changed. Well, not totally, but I changed my sense of style. I had like I don't know I have tattoos I dyed my hair like really came into like a a new version of myself like post breaking up with this person and I'm walking through a parking lot on my way to an event related to work um which was like kind of prestigious it was like kind of a big like opening sort of thing and I was on my way there I had heels on I had like a gorgeous mint pastel like jumpsuit Mm -hmm. and like a flowy pink um kind of silky uh I don't know coat over top of it anyway I look great and I'm walking through this parking lot and I see just like a group of people huddled outside of like a little little dive bar little like performance area and I realize from like 20 paces away actually I don't know how much a pace is I shouldn't say that (laughs) unit of measurement so confidently anyway I can tell from like a ways away that it's my ex and I was with like my new my then new partner and I walked past so confidently like I felt I was just like yes like look at I don't know it was like I felt like very hot (laughs) as you should have yeah I don't know and like I'm pretty sure my ex noticed me I'm pretty pretty sure but I wasn't paying attention because like it didn't matter I just like I felt very powerful like walking past him at that point uh that's not really funny or awkward but (laughs) I felt great about it
0: It's a great story. I mean, there is something satisfying and we were kind of talking before, or you and I personally, (laughs) about how it's so common to like, look at your ex's like Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, I haven't had Facebook in 10 years. I don't know why I said that, (laughs) but to like, you know, go through their social media and like see who they're with now and, and just kind of be like, yeah, I won. (laughs) I'm doing better and it's so easy to just like look at it and assume that and live in your own little fantasy world but I Mm -hmm. do think you kind of have to do that
1: yeah it I mean obviously like that can become a sense of I, I feel like that can veer into unhealthy behavior absolutely but when you're with somebody for so long and you feel like restricted in so many ways or like you're young, you're just kind of figuring yourself out. It can feel, I don't know, like really empowering to like look back and look back at who you were at that point in time when you were with that person and just remember like, remember all the feelings that you had after breaking up of being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to live without this person? I don't even know what my life means without this person. And then like thinking of where you are now and remembering, yeah, I am my own person and I'm actually like, I can be my own person that's, like, cool and established and feel great about myself without this person.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. It actually is making me think of, like, the death episode that we just had, which mm-hmm. would have come out four weeks before this one, I think, if my math is correct. But doesn't matter. It's already out. Um, but, yeah, when we talked about sort of, like, reinvention. Mm-hmm. So if we can think of, like, the death of that relationship a little bit and then think about getting the bangs as our reinvention. <laughs> Have you ever gotten bangs after a breakup? Have you had that experience?
1: No, no bangs, but I did get tattoos Mm. and I haven't stopped.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Tattoos help so much. I actually didn't start getting tattoos until uh, I was dating my current partner probably about four years ago. And then, yeah, just Mm. once you start, you can't stop.
1: It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It, it also feels like, yeah, it, it feels like getting bangs, dying your hair, getting tattoos or whatever, like those kinds of rituals, like after a breakup too, like can really help you redefine yourself outside of, of that relationship. And, you know, whoever you were with your ex, it can be, I don't know. Give be great new phase, new life. Let's go. <laughs> totally, and I I
0: even like think of Carrie because it what is it in season five where she cuts her hair
1: off like into a bob. Yes. Is that season five? Uh, I think season five most prominently, but I think it happens just right at the end of season four. Mm. Yeah, right when like Big is moving though. You're absolutely right when Big moves to Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Take a Napa.
0: he sure loves his bed that man and (laughs) I can agree with that (laughs) um but yeah no I just I have very much I've had the bang moment it was bad I've had the bob moment it was good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it and it was sort of yeah I I just like everything you're saying like that sort of reinventing being able to like find yourself outside of the relationship and it's it's so funny like for myself for this question like any like funny or awkward encounters with exes I don't really feel like I have one in particular but like I tend to have a pretty friendly relationship with my exes Mm -hmm. I very much look at things in the way that like it didn't work out oopsie poopsie that I don't hate you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah like not (laughs) I'm just gonna make a reference to the post-it like I I haven't had like a dramatic post-it breakup Mm. I've had breakups that were very sad and difficult but never ones that left me feeling like well I hate this person I've Mm. never been like cheated on like I've never been Mm. like truly or at least that I know of I've never been like truly wronged in such a way that I'm like have ire Mm. (laughs) you know what I mean
1: yeah, no, that's that's really funny. I think that's like what you're saying about having maintaining like pretty friendly relationships with your exes. Like to me, that's such a sign of maturity. <laughs> I, I, I wish that I could say the same thing. I, I can't. I don't really have friendly relationships. Um, <laughs> just kind of period. Um, but I, I do think that that's like a really big sign of maturity. Um, and actually, I guess. A, <laughs> a funny a funnier encounter um I was with my current partner Riley and we were like just out for a walk one day I think we're like not super long into dating like pretty early on uh I don't know I don't know what time is today but uh yeah we were fairly fresh in terms of dating and we were walking down the street and the thing about Riley is that whenever he goes out into the world, he knows somebody like there's somebody that he runs into and he knows. And it's, it's just like a very like endearing um, quirk of his. So we're out for a walk. And of course, he, he sees somebody kind of dining outside at a patio, knows them, like stops, talks to them. Very friendly conversation. Riley is like, oh, this is this is Shannon and whatever. Talk would talk to talk. And then we start walking away and Riley's like, yeah, that's my ex. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny.
0: I mean, I don't know which ex you're talking about, but another ex of Riley's is actually in our book club. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> Not the same ex, different exes. Different exes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally
0: believe, like, I guess Riley and I are kind of similar in that way that it's like, I don't know, It's it's, it's I guess it is friendly. I do think I'm, like, he is very, very friendly, where I am more of generally, I don't like talking to people, Mm. like, small talk, awkward in public, so I will usually pretend I don't see them.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a big
0: fan of uh, staring at my phone, Mm. something really interesting on my phone, or taking a different direction.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I have a trick. I have a trick, listeners. I have a trick, Emma. I'm ready. (laughs) So... I'm very much the same way. And this actually kind of reminds me of one of the episodes we're going to talk about where Miranda sees Steve. So my trick, because I never want to be surprised out and about and like run into somebody that like I wasn't aware that they were there or that I don't want to talk to because we all have those days for sure so I scan I scan crowds and I'm trying to scan for somebody that I may or may not recognize (laughs) so that I can prepare myself accordingly for how I want to interact with them whether that's not paying attention or that's yeah engaging and having a conversation it's not really a great tip uh it requires a lot of work
0: (laughs) So you do like a pre-scan. I do a pre-scan. Like, a, like an imaginary
1: pre-scan. Yes. Anytime I'm in a big, like this isn't necessarily like out on a street or like, you know, all the time. But if I'm in like a crowd of people or at an event where I could, you know, possibly run into somebody, I'm scanning.
0: You're I'm scanning, scanning. Shannon. <laughs>
1: That's
0: what they call me.
1: <laughs> oh you god. know it'd be the worst thing someone's called me <laughs> oh my god i love that oh my gosh
0: right, so i don't even know what we we're doing t- <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay but so how do you feel about miranda's statement in i believe it was x in the city we'll, we'll get into the episodes in a second but miranda says when I break up with somebody, I need that person to not exist anymore.
0: I think okay, let's let's get into the episode. Yes. Let's just do it. We're talking about it now. Miranda, of course, they run into Steve, and she what? She runs away. Is this the episode where she's yeah? She's shitty because she literally runs away from him. Yes,
1: and this is to clarify X in the city at the very the last episode of season two.
0: Yes, season two, episode 18, X in the City. Exactly. I, okay, I have mixed feelings about this question, like, Mm -hmm. or about this statement, because I think for me, being a sort of like friendly terms, ex partner kind of person, um, I don't need them to not exist, but I kind of need them like, okay. So I think I was trying to answer a question earlier and then I got totally sidetracked because I was talking, I was thinking about something else, but like when I see an ex now, you know, if we like go for coffee or Mm. he gives me a keyboard, which is something that happened in the past few years that I just got rid of. I find it so fascinating because like when you break up with somebody, typically you don't see them. Mm -hmm. normally or, like, for a long time or whatever. But then – but you have all this, like, built-up image of, like, who they are in your head. So then if you do see them, something about that, at least in my experience, just, like, completely changes. It's like they're a completely different person. And I don't – and I wonder about that a lot because I'm like, are they a different person? Is this the same person I dated? Am I a different person? Is this just, like – a thing with age is that like I am five years older or like 10 years mm. older or whatever so I'm like a completely different person but in my brain like with Miranda I'm like I feel like that person like I that ex only exists as a certain like person in my head and it's hard for me to like wrap my head around that person not being my partner mm. and not in like a not in like I wish they were my partner like nothing like that it's just like it's hard to imagine that person outside of that relationship. Does
1: that yeah. make any sense? <laughs> no, totally, especially like in in a relationship where you get to know somebody like really, really well and really, really intimately, it's, it it is really hard to imagine their lives like without that. Just as you know, fresh off of a breakup, it's it can be really difficult to imagine your life without that other person in it. And it's so interesting, like the idea of change too, because I, I personally feel like I've changed a lot since you know I first was a partner or in relationships, like period. And I feel like, I feel like it's an improvement. <laughs> I feel like I've improved. So like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to hold somebody else to the same expectation that they. Are also the same person that they were like five years ago at age 16, 10 years ago, like whenever. Because I've changed and I would want somebody to like... They don't have to like me, but just like recognize that they're... Yeah, I don't know. That's a thing that happens. But I can also understand like what Miranda's saying fresh off of a breakup. Of Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, you need to not exist right now. Like, no, I, I can't see you. I can't be reminded of you. Because like, especially if it's a really painful breakup, that can just be so I don't know it like opens the wound again you know to to be constantly reminded and if your ex like moves on fairly quickly and they're already dating they're already in a relationship and you're seeing them all over like social media or in Carrie's case like all over the New York Times it uh yeah I can I can get that feeling for sure but yeah many years on not so much they can be a person
0: yeah and it's kind of so another episode um we're kind of jumping all over the place but hey that's okay we're <laughs> aladdin
1: today flying yeah. by the seats of our pants
0: or seat
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs> flying by that magic carpet <laughs> baby <laughs> this is uh sponsored by a carpet cleaning company of no name <laughs> of, no- <laughs> of no name
0: the famous carpet cleaning company. Okay, this is totally off topic, but I don't care. I We were just talking about ASMR and I don't really get it, but I'm really into the carpet cleaning videos. Ugh. Do you ever watch those where they like shampoo the carpet and then like scrape it and like all the dirt comes out? There's nothing more satisfying in this world.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying. I would go dirty a rug just to watch somebody do that for me.
0: We'll we'll have to get no name carpets in here <laughs> carpet company without a name get on our sponsor list
1: <laughs> they could also be magic carpet cleaners where they take the magic out of your carpet
0: because
1: <laughs> the, the magic's dirt i would think the magic would be the cleaning
0: i don't think we should have a carpet cleaning company.
1: <laughs> you know what this could be workshopped a little bit but i really think we're on to something oh my goodness
0: oh my god okay Sorry about that, listeners. But um, we're also, that made me think of, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Miranda and Steve. She doesn't want her ex to exist. And how Mm -hmm. difficult that must be, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a situation where you have to see your ex. Yes. Um, and in season six, episode 13, Let There Be Light, this is like Miranda and Steve are like freshly back together. Mm. They are freshly in love, mm-hmm, just kissing and like being all, you know, cute. I
1: don't know you
0: <laughs> we're also, okay, we're also recording at night and I feel like my brain completely sh- <laughs> it's like I'm a, it's like I'm a gremlin or something. <laughs> um, but, which but anyways, gremlin? this will be a fun one. Um, But yeah, so Steve is moving in immediately. They get back together. Steve's in there. (laughs) He's, I guess they have a baby.
1: I guess, yeah. (laughs) They have. You know what really kept him coming back? Miranda gave him a drawer and he was like, (laughs) once you get a drawer. (laughs) It's
0: like, wow, she's so emotionally available.
1: (laughs) She has one whole drawer for me to keep my t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Okay, so Steve moves in so quick. Brings the whole fam.
0: Brings the whole fam. Uh and Robert, however, mm. is still in the building. Old Robert. <laughs> Old Robert. Old Robbie. And Yeah, and Miranda has a few awkward encounters herself. There's that scene where Miranda runs into him in the elevator and he starts making all those, like, gross sex. Like, he's like, oh, you liked it real slow, just how you liked it. And it's so uncomfortable to watch. It is like, I hate it so, so, so much. But I also love this episode with Miranda sort of living in her, like, delusional world where she's like,
1: Steve, he's in love with me be gentle he's in love with me oh and i love when steve goes to like hey robert let's let's squash this beef and robert's got (laughs) like a full-on harem (laughs) he's having a party and just like does not care and like sweet steve like again Justice for Steve, we talked about this last season with in Just Like That, but Justice for Steve, because that man protects Miranda's ego and doesn't tell her that Robert has not moved on once, but at least thrice.
0: I thought there was only one woman in there.
1: There's a couple, I thought. Oh, I'll have to rewatch it. Perhaps I'm (laughs) misremembering.
0: Either way, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He had his moment. He had his Shannon walking to their event moment, like, (laughs) feeling hot and unbothered.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. That's the vibe. Totally. Totally. And I love that for him. And actually, in that episode, too, we had another meeting of the exes, um, which I think, like, is such a tough scene to watch with miranda not miranda (laughs) we talked about miranda (laughs) with samantha and um and smith jared going to the top 30 under 30 party Mm -hmm. like have you ever so samantha and smith jared go to this party and samantha's kind of like oh like all these people are so young like all like this isn't my scene like i need somebody older and more sophisticated of course runs into richard because the party's at his hotel they hook up and oh my heart breaks like every time she's like after that happens and she's coming back down in the elevator like on her way to see Smith but I think this was a really interesting I don't know feeling to consider of feeling insecure about your relationship and I think that that's that's a little bit at the root of where Samantha's coming from in that moment like she doesn't feel completely satisfied maybe with the image of her relationship with Smith and this feeling insecure about it yeah and I think
0: too like that initially like her motivation for going to that party is that she saw I just watched this episode is that she saw uh that Richard I still called him Jared <laughs> <laughs> Who was Jared? Uh, that Richard was like actually hosting, like putting on the party. So I think Samantha sort of jumped at this opportunity to go with Smith and sort of like show him off, which mm-hmm. I think is definitely a thing with exes. Like you, you know, you're like, hey, look at who I'm with now. This young, hottie, like th- top thirty under thirty. And you're right, like once she gets there, she sort of feels this insecurity, like everyone is quite a bit younger than her. I think she was already starting to sort of question her um, compatibility with Smith just because Mm -hmm. of the age thing. I think she was starting to like feel that gap a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, seeing Richard, who is a man, a dirty, disgusting old man, but like, you know, closer to her comfort zone and that sort of like age range, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course Richard like charms her a little bit and was like lost the worst thing I ever had <laughs> like says all this like dumb shit to her but yeah it's it's absolutely like heart-wrenching the scene the sex scene is so it's so telling of like I think people break up for a reason mm-hmm. and there's always that like well what if or like maybe if we got back together this and this and this and I, I actually think like as uncomfortable as that sex scene is It's just, like, really pointing out, like, same old, same old. Like, there's a reason you broke up. You know what I mean? Like, not in the sex itself, because, like, of course, Samantha had great sex with Richard, but just sort of that, like, metaphor for, like, it's in the past, and it's over, and it's done with, and it's not fun, and it's not what you want. Yeah. And Smith, of course, being the sweet angel, waits for her. Uh,
1: Like, Smith is such such an angel in that scene. And I think there's really there's a lot of maturity like immaturity and maturity happening like at that party just in general with the you know I guess the kind of the people that you see in the background and like Polly like snorted something. (laughs) He's (laughs) snorting pretzels. Snorting pretzels. And there's this idea that you know people that are younger are like that equates with immaturity and I think one thing that Samantha really realizes is that like ah old men can also be very immature and Richard is such a good example of that he was so he was so immature throughout their entire relationship yeah he truly was
0: yeah um I was just thinking about Smith (laughs) because we were talking about him (laughs) And I'm like, is do you think he would ever make a return in a just like that? Or no, I guess no, because Samantha's not in it.
1: Where is my brain? Oh, that would be pretty juicy if he did come back, like, even without Samantha. Because if they're, like, theoretically, I mean, Samantha's part of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And they're broken up. So that would be really interesting, just, like, in a passing kind of way. I don't think Smith has a lot of chemistry with any of the other characters nearly to the same extent that he does with samantha so that could feel awkward but then again that is and just like that
0: <laughs> awkward is its middle name yes <laughs> Well, this episode was sort of inspired by all the news of Aiden and Carrie and the speculation. And, and I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because, of course, we're seeing shots of them like holding hands and like, and Aiden is the beloved ex. Mm-hmm. I think most people are like, she should have gone with Aiden whatnot. But yeah, people <laughs> are talking about it. I don't know. What do you, do you think? It's you think it's all hodgepodge.
1: Well, I don't necessarily think it's all hodgepodge, but I think that we can't make any firm conclusions until we see the show, because the, the show is fairly famous for kind of faking people out with the some of the shots that they publicly do, like in streets and stuff. Like for the first movie, we saw shots of Samantha in a wedding dress to kind of throw us off the trail that Carrie and Bigger were, were getting married. So they do pull shit like that, this could be one of those instances, but like, man, Carrie just like keeps going back to the same couple of people that, uh, that she's dated. Cause like we even see a pattern of that throughout the whole series, right? She just keeps going back to big. She goes back to Aiden at least twice. And then who knows, perhaps this is uh this is another time. Actually, this reminds me of uh, that episode in season six where Carrie runs into Aiden on the street Mm. and he has a baby and uh, yeah she it's just like the most pleasant like encounter with Aiden it's so it's so kind it's so gentle it's just like hi hello how are you this is my kid now have a nice day like and I love that kind of I love that kind of encounter for her. Not every not every ex has to be like this big drawn out big <laughs> big drawn out storyline or some dramatic thing like and it, I think that that's a little bit more akin to what a lot of people can relate to just running into somebody on the street. Aiden is a little bit of a Riley. <laughs> he is. In the good ways. In in the good ways. No turquoise jewelry. No offense to people. <laughs> really enjoy turquoise
0: jewelry (laughs) oh my goodness but i'm so interested too that you especially that you pointed out that um carrie always seems to be running back to something and like yes that's explored in her bigger storylines like with big and aiden and even like burger like they hadn't dated the first time but she like came back to him And there's even the episode where she, like, tries to date her fuck buddy, like somebody Mm. that felt familiar or comfortable. And even the episode that we've talked about with David Duchovny, like her Mm. high school boyfriend. It's like there's some sort of, like, and I get it. You know, that's why I've been in relationships where we've, like, broken up and gotten back together. But it seems like especially for Carrie, it's, like, going back to that, like, familiarity is almost Mm -hmm. just, like, her vibe. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, totally. I think that's such a good point. She really does have that pattern kind of throughout her entire dating history. Mm -hmm. Going back, going back to the X, the X-Files. (laughs) The X-Files.
0: But yeah, what do you, what do you hope for in just like that season two? I don't know if we'll do an episode on this, but like, what do you... What would you like to see? Would you like to see Carrie and Aiden dating? I've, we've never talked about this.
1: Tap, tap, tap. Ready for my soapbox moment? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Aiden and Carrie back together. I'm tired. I'm tired of that storyline. Good gravy. Like, we already ran into this man in Abu Dhabi while he was buying carpets or something. Like we don't need this again. Like, Carrie, you literally live in Manhattan. There's so many people. Literally, your podcast producer was waiting to kiss you in the elevator like at the end of and Just Like That. So, I don't know. Like, no, I don't. And to me, personally, I don't know if Carrie has really displayed that much of a change in her core character. I feel like Carrie and Aiden... There's a lot of people that think that they were the right fit. I am not one of those people. I don't think that they were a good fit. Like, there's a lot of shit that Carrie obviously put Aiden through that's a storyline, like the cheating thing. The there, there's, There's lots there, but there's also a lot that Aiden did to Carrie that was, like, very unkind and very much like, I want you to be a particular way that Carrie just wasn't. And I just don't think... That they should return together. I don't. I would love to see Carrie, like, I don't know, for an episode, like, as some pseudo, like, stepmother to Aiden's three children. Mm. I think that could be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. But, no, I don't know. I don't want them together. Like, Carrie, oh, my God, your podcast producer seems very attractive. I'm sure he's very established. Like, go with that. (laughs) Go with something new. Marry him yeah or I don't know just pursue something different like live a little I don't
0: know (laughs) find your J
1: (laughs) oh my god I need a comedy concert stack (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Carrie find Bo Burnham just like find (laughs) Bo Burnham I think he's single now there's reports he and rumors cute.
0: he's pretty young for her Ugh.
1: could be a smith smith and samantha sort of thing that's true i don't know how do you how do you feel about carrying aiden
0: uh pretty much the exact same <laughs> i yeah we've seen that storyline i understand that aiden is beloved i can understand or i can see why people like him so much but i'm kind of yeah he was He was unkind to Carrie in moments, and she also fucked up, and they did not communicate well, and they weren't a good couple. Mm -hmm. So let's wash our hands and be rid of it. Let's make like Miranda's theory and just leave him in the past.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. I do think that there were elements of Carrie and Eden's relationship that were really it's almost like being in a really boring job after being in a job that's like so stressful and tumultuous like it was a point of rest and like restoration for her almost like to be in a relationship where she wasn't constantly worrying if this person was ready to commit if this person loved her and like that's so important for just like your human development Mm -hmm. but um yeah oh good goodness I'm tired I'm tired of those two
0: I have faith. I think the podcast producer will be something.
1: I hope so because we still don't, I don't think we have a name for the podcast producer. And that troubles me. When we don't have a character name, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what their fate will be?
0: Right now, he's just a symbol of
1: new Carrie. I thought you were going to stop at Sim. (laughs) He's just a Sim. (laughs) He's just a Sim.
0: I also, so another episode we watched for this podcast episode was Ghost Town, which again, got me thinking about the funeral episode because Miranda's home is literally haunted. (laughs) This is the summary I wrote. It's literally haunted and Carrie takes that as an opportunity to make it all about herself. Um, I haven't seen this episode. I remember we watched it about a month ago, which in my brain means it's gone (laughs) but it did make me think because I remember it very uh or it talked about basically the idea of your like ex or like people from your past or things from your past like haunting you and I thought that was really interesting because we were just talking about death and wanting to be ghosts and how that's not necessarily a negative thing Mm -hmm. like in my mind when I I have lots of ghost tattoos and I I really like ghosts I like the idea of ghosts and I like them less as like a like ghost hunter like get I don't even know what the tools like you know they like have readers and stuff to like see them and like a very like tangible way of like seeing a ghost but I kind of like think of them as more of like something that kind of like revisits you I don't know where I'm going with this but yeah, in this episode, they kind of talk about these ghosts, and again, it got like I said, it got me thinking about this funeral episode. Or oh my god,
1: got you thinking about death, <laughs> think about <laughs> death, and how it's sort of like
0: this re. Oh my god, I've lost it.
1: No, I I think I I'm drawn to well, let's see if we can find it again. No, I I like the idea of ghosts because it's like you're a person, but you're invisible and like there's so much I find there's a lot of pressure in being visible and like having to act in a certain way behave in certain ways and I don't know just like human behavior tends to change when you know somebody is like watching you or if you're in certain environments but as a ghost like there's almost like like that pressure is gone like no one can see you you can just like live and like not none of that's around That's why I like ghosts, but I love this idea of thinking about relationship ghosts and being haunted by relationship ghosts. Like I have absolutely been there, like with both relationships and with, with friendships, just with working relationships with, with lots of different relationships that, you know, didn't end in a way that I had control over, didn't end well, or, you know, just kind of fizzled. Like sometimes relationships just, just go the way that way um yeah and I I find myself like really haunted sometimes about like what could I have done differently mm-hmm. or how did I treat this person and I use I try to use those as like moments of reflection for like maybe I'm not gonna see that person again maybe that person never wants to see me again maybe they're scanning and if they see me in a <laughs> crowd they're like booking it the other way and that's totally fine but um I try to use that as like a moment of reflection for how it can be different for people moving forward but it can really like it can sit really heavy and i wish that carrie had done some reflecting before hunting down aiden and (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) carrie needs to learn how to deal with her ghosts we've talked about this before why is she so afraid of therapy (laughs)
1: like and the, the idea of like having a ghost you know whether whether or not you believe in ghosts at all like the idea of being haunted by something is really troubling because to an extent like it's not necessarily something you have control over right like mm. if a ghost is literally living in your house to do you have a lot of control over that no you can't even see it and I feel like that that loss like I feel like Carrie doesn't know what to do with like those kinds of really big emotions like feeling shame about having cheated on Eden and things not ending on a good note you know feeling a sense of remorse or regret like this was a really good relationship I remember all the good things about it I didn't really give it like my all like I could have like I should have and instead of like sitting with those feelings and figuring out what they're telling her about being in a relationship she's like I gotta get that relationship back
0: <laughs> I, I have to it. go out
1: for tacos with Aiden
0: <laughs> yeah dealing with the ghosts is one thing um I also really like what you said going a bit back but what you said about like ghosts that sort of like it's appealing in the idea that you're invisible yeah. and it also Reminded me, I think about this in Sex and City all the time. I don't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast, but where they talk about secret single behavior mm. and they talk about like the things they do, and it's very like innocent things. I don't even remember what it is. But... Oh,
1: well, Carrie stands at her counter eating saltine crackers with grape jelly and flipping through fashion magazines. That's so boring. Yeah,
0: they were so like innocent.
1: <laughs> Yes, but, like, also, like, really hyper-specific. Yes. But, yeah, like, those those kinds of things where, like, you don't really think twice about, and you just feel like, oh, I can do this, and no one's judging me. Like, no one's gonna... No one cares if I clean up my stack of saltines, if I have some crumbs on the counter or whatever. You know, like, can just be.
0: Yeah. It's sort of that, like, invisibility that's appealing. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, you just put it into into such great words of, like, why I like ghosts so much, I think, that I never really even knew.
1: (laughs) I aspire to be a ghost one day. I think that'll happen for you. (laughs) I have faith. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Eventually. Instead of business cards, I need, like, some other kind of calling card. I need, like, green goo or something to, like, ooze from a wall if I'm there. (laughs)
0: green goo it wouldn't be green
1: (laughs) no it wouldn't be green (laughs) it'd be a nice color (laughs) well have you ever been haunted by a relationship
0: (laughs) i was gonna say i've been haunted by a ghost (laughs) like a literal i am sure there's a ghost that lives in my house right now well, actually, I don't think the ghost is in the house at this moment. But there was a period where my dog mm-hmm. kept looking at the ceiling <gasps> at nothing. Oh, at the same spot. Oh and I'm like, God. Cooper, what is it? It was scary as shit. And I'm I'm not even joking. It happened for like a week. And he just he kept like looking up. And I'm like, what is it? And then he stopped. Like he just suddenly stopped one day. And I'm like, I think that. And I live in an old house. We're sitting in it right now. It's an old house with lots of creeks and hidden dust and a scary murder basement. And Wait, what?
1: (laughs) That might be connected. (laughs) Have you not seen the basement? I have seen the basement, but characterizing it as a scary murder basement makes the ghost situation more plausible. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: It has a sink that literally like you could fit a body in. Like it's like this weird sink that's by the laundry machine. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's that far off that there could be a ghost in my house, but, uh, definitely have been haunted by an ex. I, Mm -hmm. I had a relationship, you know, like looking back, I'm like, Oh, it wasn't even that long. It was like two years, (laughs) but it was significant. It's a significant amount of time. We broke up three times, obviously got back together twice, Mm -hmm. but I think that from that relationship, I was very like, Like, he was still around. And he also... Okay, here's the thing with exes. They creep in sometimes. Yes. They do the creep. Why do they do that? Yes. And I feel like it was... And it's always, like, this is so cliche, but it's always at those moments where you're, like, doing great, Mm -hmm. you know? You've moved on. You've confronted your ghosts and your demons. You got your cute new Bob. Maybe you're kind of seeing someone else who's, like, kind of cute and whatnot. And then they slide on in and they send you a message and it's always weird. <laughs> it's always just kind of like a little off message.
1: Test in the waters. Test in the waters. And like, why do they do that? Okay. So I refer to this as coming back from the dead. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And they, wow. Yeah. Like the number of times. Um, yeah. That's just, that that has also happened to me so many times. And I remember to you know, with the advent of, like, Instagram stories. There was a mm. point in time where, like, you know, I was watching. I was looking at who was watching. And it was so interesting because you could tell some of, these, some of these people, like, found me on whatever dating app I was using. And they go, they don't follow me. And they go to watch my story. Like, just, just to see, like, what's happening. But I don't think they knew that I could see that they were watching my story. or, if, Or if they did. I don't know big power move but i could see that happening i could see you keeping tabs on me (laughs) that's wild
0: i've never noticed that but maybe nobody's ever done that to me
1: i i only like you you have to be watching you've got to be looking and i'm scanning i'm scanning shannon
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's your new nickname scanning shannon (laughs) (laughs) You are, you really are scanning. Scanning and scamming. Is, scamming? Scamming. <laughs> I'm not scamming. Just scanning. Just scanning. Not scamming, just scanning. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my brain just blew up. But yeah, it's, I mean, even like, there's so many death metaphors when it comes to dating, even like ghosting. Yeah. Now. Totally get ghosted they don't talk to you anymore they become invisible
1: yeah they just kind of like fade fade away and that can even happen like in a relationship too you know when like the drifting starts to happen and like relationship I like I also I think would lump friendships in with that too like mm-hmm. sometimes the drifting happens and somebody you know they're right there but they don't they don't seem as close as they were and it is really interesting to think about It is really interesting to, like, recharacterize, like, exes and, like, even just any kind of really significant relationship that you have had in your life as something that could haunt you, like, as a ghost. I feel like most discussions of ghosts very much just center on, like, oh, a dead person that, like, you know, in some incorporeal way is, like, haunting you or whatever. But, like, that can happen with, like, people that are alive, too, because you're very much, like, haunted by I don't even think you're necessarily always haunted by that person, but you're haunted by, like, who you were with that person, and that's really difficult to leave behind. Sometimes you are actually haunted by that person, too, and that is... <laughs> or stalked. And that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Carrie's attempt to be um, friendly? Uh, unnecessary Yeah. will be my answer. I,
0: you know, being a person who likes to maintain, like, friendly relationships with exes, like, like, it's fine, but she tries so hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, what really struck me, like, watching this again, was just how, like, really noticing those points of, like, tension and, like, you know, discomfort for both Carrie and with Big, Mm -hmm. and I don't always, like, I don't think this is Carrie's central question of the episode, but it's a question that she asks and it's one that's always stuck with me. She asks, when you break up with somebody, like, where does the love go? Mm -hmm. And I find that perhaps this is quite basic of me, but I don't know. I find that like a really profound thing to think about. And I feel like that's often such a huge driver for like why people really want to try to be friends after like they break up, you know, Mm -hmm. from any kind of romantic like relationship or partnership because you have so much care and so much that you've put into a relationship with another person or other people and then when that's broken it's like it's it's not like a clean break you know you're not like breaking a pretzel in half and it's like nice and sharp like there's there's so much there's goo there's goo there's green goo it's like a <laughs> Twix bar there's caramel goo that connected you and like that like yeah where do you put that like do you put that into a friendship and I guess sometimes you can and sometimes you can like I remember trying to be friends with one of my exes and it went the way that I don't know I, I feel like it often does of what a noble effort but (laughs) good golly miss molly this is this is not working out oh my goodness
0: yeah it's true i mean i think about like i think the intentions as much as carrie would have liked to deny it were definitely like look hot like win him back even Mm -hmm. maybe not like so directly that but i don't know i i feel like her intentions of friendship were just a little bit too intense or something like she even like when of course when big starts talking about like natasha or whatever and she's like no 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 let's just not talk about that until like like it gets really serious or whatever and of course that's the moment where big has to tell her that they're engaged but Mm -hmm. yeah i just think that carrie's just i I don't think she's genuinely there to be friends
1: yes (laughs) no i i completely agree and I do wonder on her behalf if it's, like, an attempt to maybe move forward from how she has treated her exes in the past of, like, Mm. being very disposable, kind of like what Miranda was talking about, like, we dated, you need to not exist. Um, And with Big, you know, she's trying to change that a little bit. Like, why can't I be friends with with this guy? Like, why, why can't we do this? And as soon as he starts talking about... Natasha and like how serious it is and he doesn't really get that far into it but yeah just it immediately triggers that like really painful like point of why didn't we work out why wasn't it me why is it her I really do admire anyone who is on friendly terms with an ex or just anybody that they've dated I really I think it's possible with like time and space and healing and emotional regulation and maturity and (laughs) all that kind of stuff but uh yeah I I have a lot of respect I have a lot of respect for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) well and I mean I kind of believe that and I think about that question too like when you break up with somebody or even like from a friendship as well like we could thinking about you know ex-friends as exes too it's like yeah we're does that love go it doesn't just disappear it doesn't Mm -hmm. like necessarily pour into a new person and I kind of like believe and like like when my or one of my big relationships or this big relationship that I'm talking about I remember like the last time we broke up like one of the things that he said to me was like I will always love you and at the time that made me really mad Mm. (laughs) it was I mean because it's like well why are we breaking up then you know Mm -hmm. like what what does that even fucking mean but like now it's so many years later and like I still think about that and I still think about those words and like I believe him Mm -hmm. and I I also like yeah no I don't love him I don't think about him every day he's not haunting me but like there's a part of me that like just wants to wants him to be okay Mm -hmm. you know what I mean does that make sense
1: (laughs) oh completely completely I feel like I've gotten to that stage as well with people that I've dated and like if there was like I was talking big game about anger at the top um (laughs) but I I feel like I've gotten to that place too just like I just I hope you're okay I really do I like to feel hot (laughs) (laughs) in public sometimes but you know no ill will hope you're hope you're doing fine what do you think about when you have an ex and that ex moves on perhaps more quickly than than you do or maybe they move on in a more public way Like, what do you think about how the show kind of portrays, like, comparisons between women, like, who their ex is currently dating versus, like, themselves? And I I guess to make that point a little bit more clearly, like, I feel like Carrie does a lot of comparison between herself and Natasha and, like, does a lot, says a lot of really harmful stuff to, like, almost take Natasha down in her head and there's like this construction that Natasha I don't know like won or something because like Natasha is is with Big when Big like and Carrie obviously didn't work out mm-hmm. um and the problem isn't Natasha and the problem isn't necessarily like only Carrie either like the problem is is Carrie and Big like the problem is like those those two together but like there almost seems to be this outpouring of animosity towards the person that that is with your ex next. And I think another good example of that is Miranda and Steve. And when Steve starts dating Debbie, Mm -hmm. Miranda's like, Debbie, she has acrylic nails! And, I don't know, lives in Queens or something like that. Um, They're
0: very judgmental.
1: Very judgmental. I wonder... (sighs)
0: Yes, it's a show that's centered around the women. So we're going to get the women's perspectives more. But I just wonder if it's more of like an insecurity thing or or something where women are sort of pitted to compete with each other. And so when you're talking about the prize being big, <laughs> which is kind of makes me laugh, but, you know, yeah, of course, you're going to compare yourself to his new partner. And like, of course, you're going to, compare like you're just gonna compare all your different traits and and feel insecure if that's something that you really want but I I do think it has to do with especially these like it really reveals their class in a lot of ways mm-hmm. or they're like in inse- like when you talk about Miranda too with like Debbie like oh she has acrylic nails and like so judgmental of these mm-hmm. like little things it sort of reveals these little like nitpicky judgmental sides of them
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah I just I just wonder. If Big cares as much about who Carrie's dating, like if we, if Big was still alive and living in a world of social media and they broke up and he was checking out Carrie's IG stories and saw her like with a new man, like I just wonder what the difference would be of like Carrie comparing herself to Natasha and Big comparing himself to her new man. You know what I mean? What it like, Big versus podcast producer
1: yes or even big versus aiden cuz we we got some of that that's true we did we got the mud Tesla.
0: oh my god that was such a weird episode i loved it
1: yeah cuz we we really got that um like i think aiden had very valid reasons for not trusting big um <laughs> yes not going to take anything away from aiden well i'll take away some stuff but <laughs> and that was very valid yeah, it is really interesting to think about Big. And we we hear Big kind of throughout the show when Carrie is talking about somebody that she's dating, and I think specifically of Burger when she's like having phone sex and stuff with Big, like every so often. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm actually dating someone. His name is Burger," and Big kind of calls him Hot Dog, you know, as that like way to it's I don't know, like kind of take of, him down. Yeah, it's
0: his version of Najinsky.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes no totally totally and I I don't think it's I would hazard a guess that any comparison Carrie has between herself and Natasha or herself and whoever Aiden dated next like Nina Katz got Nina Katz face I I would hazard a guess that's way more severe than any comparison that Big's making Mm -hmm. but it does happen it does happen there's like this idea I think you're so right like it is an insecurity of like we didn't work out and I think for a lot of people the shorthand for that can be like what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. why didn't this person want me I feel like I mean I don't want to armchair like psychologize too much but I do feel like that's a pretty like common core fear for a lot of people that like there's something wrong with me no one's ever gonna love me and like yeah, that act of, like, breaking up and there's a new person, like, very quickly after. Like, so much of that insecurity can be mapped onto that new relationship and onto that person. And that manifests in a way where, like, I have to take this person down. Like, mm-hmm. in my head, you know? Like, I, I got to call them a different name. I got to, like, point out that they don't have a style of toenail <laughs> that I like. <laughs> Or this person seems to have an affinity for beige and beige tones. I must make fun of them for that. Um, or I have curly hair and they don't. That, mm. They're so boring. Um, but yeah, I, I think it is really interesting. And there could be like a larger conversation there too about like patriarchy and, you know, teaching women to, to hate each other instead of, you know, directing that towards... Whatever man probably deserves it more.
0: But you're right. I mean, those things, those questions that haunt us, they don't really necessarily come from the ex themselves, but like they're coming from you. You are your own ghost.
1: (laughs) You mean I'm already a ghost? (laughs) I've already achieved my lifelong dream. Um, Okay, I have one more question for you. I don't know when this became an interview, (laughs) but um, I mean, obviously we talk like a lot about how sex in the city, like in so many ways was very formative for how it shaped like certain expectations that we had over being an adult and like entering into like, you know, friendships and relationships and dating and all that kind of stuff. Did, do you feel like the show had any sort of impact over how, I guess like just this construction of an ex, like, do you think the show had any impact over like how you treat an ex or how you have treated an ex Mm. or gave you any kind of expectation of like, oh yes, like when, when you break up with somebody, it's done. Like wash hands, goodbye, off my plate or yeah, maybe it is possible to be friends with an ex or, I don't know, like, did, did that have any kind of impact on you?
0: I think it probably did. Um, I'm just thinking of myself very much as Carrie, who probably would try a little too hard to be friends with an ex or go back to familiar ways because as, <laughs> as much as I, and I didn't, you know, when we were talking earlier about Carrie sort of, going back to familiar ways and trying to date exes or old ex fuck buddies or like whatnot. Um, I didn't mean to be critical about it and I guess in that way I sort of see myself in that in the same way that I see myself in Carrie in a lot of ways and sort of uh, clumsiness and all but yeah, I, I don't know if I have like a specific Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if it like specifically shaped me, but I do know that like pretty much all media I consumed has shaped me, um, and in that sense, that <laughs> that's I agree. Not a very I, good answer.
1: <laughs> I am ninety percent drag race quotes at this current juncture <laughs> of my life. Yeah, I. I have a very distinct memory of being like 16 years old, no relationships to speak of, no suitors to speak of. There, there was no one that I was aware of who was interested in what I had to offer. And that's very fair. I didn't have a lot. Um, <laughs> but I remember very like uncritically parroting what Miranda said mm. of when an, I break up with somebody, we're done you don't exist anymore I remember saying that because I thought that there was just like I don't know there seemed to me like 16 year old me to be some wisdom and that of like don't try to be friends with this person it clearly didn't work out like move on like this person is no longer part of your life not necessarily like dispose of them like you know a piece of garbage because no human obviously deserves to be treated like that but like, moving on. Just, like, mm-hmm. cut it and move on. And, of course, that's so much easier said than done. Ugh. Yeah. I would just, like... I remember thinking that that, that was so, I don't know, insightful. And now your... I, I wouldn't say the same thing.
0: I wish <laughs> that was your life philosophy at 16. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uncritically parroting HBO show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, exes are, are just so interesting to think about. I feel like when you think of an ex, especially from the past, you think of them in a very particular, like, constrained way of how you knew that person. And in reality, they're probably really different. Like, they're I, – I hope so. Anyway, exes are people, too, and they're they're not disposable. I hope that everybody has the capacity to change. If I if I have to give myself that grace, then I give everyone else that grace, too. That's mm-hmm. true.
0: Have you ever seen The Opposite of Sex? It's a movie with Christina Ricci. No. I barely remember what it's about, but one of the big points is a breakup. Yeah. And there is a really good scene where she's talking, like she's narrating, and she's saying, like, yeah, like when somebody goes through a breakup, like sure, they're sad, and they cry and whatnot and you see this and i'll like have him crying and like that kind of stuff it's like but they also just live on their normal lives and do everyday things and it shows them like eating a piece of toast or just like <laughs> reading the paper like and i i think about that a lot is that we're not just like or not a lot but i think about it sometimes about how an ex or an ex friend or whatever is sort of just like frozen as this like vision in your past but yes. it's like life continues, people change. Obviously, you being part of this ex-relationship have changed and it's just like, it's that whole thing too. (laughs) You know, when you like go back to your hometown, I don't I guess maybe this is more for me and it's like you expect everything to be exactly the same. If you go away for a while and you come back and you expect everything to be the same and you realize that things just kind of continued on and people and whatnot
1: same thing i have that exact same feeling going to the mall (laughs) there used to be a cinnabon here where is it gone please tell me you've changed mall (laughs) everyone's favorite roller coaster is gone (laughs) who are we what year is it what is our
0: identity i don't know our city's getting the bangs
1: (laughs) (laughs) there is no mall there anymore (laughs) not the mall i knew Okay, hey, that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, you can not only DM us a post-it note, but we also have memos memo set up. You can record a little voice post-it for us.
0: I would love... I would personally love a voice post it. You can find the link at our Instagram bio at our link tree to leave us a voice
1: memo. It's super easy. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Don't Hate Us Pod. Um, there's lots of Seinfeld's lap track, <laughs> Sex in the City fusion happening. We're super here for it. Um, and Yeah, hear y'all next time by hear y'all. I mean, you'll hear us. If you still listen, which I hope you do, because we love you. We
0: yes, do. you. We won't leave you.
1: We won't break up with you or ghost you.
0: No, we promise we won't.
1: And if we do, we'll send you a post-it note. <laughs>